Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. We are continuing our series in the book Respectable Sins by Jerry Bridges. And in this book we are, we've been covering a number of sins that have been particularly uh, a struggle for various Christians. We've looked at stress, we've looked at ingratitude, we looked, we've looked at pride. And again, that, this doesn't mean that these are um, exclusive just to Christians, but just that um, these are sins that we tend to overlook in our culture, and that has not only been the case outside the church, but it's been the case inside the church as well. And so as Christians, we need to take the plank out of our own eye before we begin looking at the speck in other people's eyes. And so we've been looking at some of these sins that according to Bridges, uh, he says that um, we we tend to struggle with. And so um, I hope that this has been beneficial as you've uh, assessed your own life and where you may struggle with some of these issues. Now, this week, we're going to be looking at the area of lack of self-control. And uh, this probably won't be uh, too lengthy of a study we'll be doing this week. It's a pretty um, straightforward chapter, but it's one that I think it's really important for us to consider, especially in today's culture, because we very much live in a culture that demands what we want, when we want it, and we don't like to wait. We like to customize whatever uh, it is that we're doing or wanting, and so we don't like to tell ourselves no. That's just kind of uh, the culture that we live in, and that is becoming more and more apparent each and every day. And so uh, I think this is a very timely study for us for this week. Now, Bridges begins this chapter by looking at a passage of Scripture from Proverbs chapter 25, verse uh, 28, and it says this, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And this, you know, is not something that many of us have a lot of experience with. Most cities uh, that we live in don't have walls around them, but at that time when this was written, walls around your city were an incredibly important part of civilization. If you didn't have walls around your city, then you had the potential of wild animals coming in and causing destruction or endangering lives. You had the potential of robbers and thieves getting into the city, and especially you had the uh, potential for invading armies to come in and ransack cities. And so walls were an integral part of life at this time. And if your city didn't have walls, then that meant you were vulnerable to any and everything that may come your way. And in fact, we see this um, with Israel when they are uh, the northern tribes were sacked by the Assyrians, the southern tribe later by the, by the Babylonians. And we see that it, it, these armies left the cities Wallless, especially Jerusalem, they tore down the walls, and it wasn't until the time of Nehemiah that those walls were built back up, and uh, it was a sign that they were strengthening when they built the walls back up because it meant they were more safe, they were more secure, and so when we don't have self-control, this proverb is telling us we are vulnerable to any and everything that may come our way. When we don't have self-control, when we don't, when we don't have the ability to tell ourselves no and to limit ourselves from all the things that uh, we are able to do, 
then uh, all kinds of temptations can come into our life and cause untold devastation. Now, it's really interesting when you consider the fact that most likely Solomon wrote this proverb. He wrote most of the proverbs uh, that are contained in our in um, our book, Proverbs in Scripture. And so Solomon, who uh, is said to have been one of the wisest men, uh, if not the wisest man other than Jesus, to ever have walked the earth, um, it's interesting to see that he knew this to be the case with self-control, and yet he himself had very little self-control when it came to his life. If you look in the book of Ecclesiastes, you see that Solomon did whatever uh, he wanted. Uh, anything that he saw that he wanted, he took it. He had uh, multiple wives, multiple concubines, built all kinds of things, had all kinds of riches. He really did not tell himself no, even though he knew that that was an unwise Thing And so uh, I see that being very much a warning to all of us as Christians because I think most of us, we know what is right. We know what is wrong. We, know, we have God's Word, which is a, a, a accurate and trustworthy guide for life. We know what the right things are, yet oftentimes we don't abide by the very things that we know. And so let Solomon be an example to each and every one of us just because we know what we ought to do that we need to eat right, we need to exercise, we need to be good stewards of our finances, we need to spend time doing the important things, spending time with family and, and uh, working hard and all these various things. We, we know what we need to do, but so often we don't have the self-control to actually do those things. And so that's what we're going to spend some time talking about this week. That's what um, Bridges talks about in this chapter. In fact, uh, after he shares with us this verse on uh, Proverbs, he then goes on to uh, describe what self-control is. And I'll just kind of quote uh, Bridges at this at this point in um, his definition of self-control. He says this, and I quote, It is the governance of or prudent control of one's desires, cravings, impulses, emotions, and passions. It is saying no when we should say no. It is moderation in legitimate desires and activities and absolute restraint in areas that are clearly sinful, end quote. Now, what I really found interesting with uh, Bridges' quote there is that little section there where he says, it is the moderation in legitimate desires and activities. So I love how he separates uh, two different categories here. He says there are some things that are completely legitimate. They're not sinful. They're fine. You can uh, indulge in these things. You can enjoy these things. They're good but you need them in moderation. It's okay to indulge those things. It's okay to enjoy those things in moderation of legitimate desires and activities. And then the second category that he talks about there is the absolute restraint, the absolute nope. You can never engage in these things. You can never do these things. It's the absolute restraint in areas that are clearly sinful. And we need to keep both of those in mind, especially as Christians, because there are some things, most Christians, I think, are are fairly good at saying no to the absolutely, clearly, unambiguous, sinful things. We know that you should not commit adultery. We know that you should not steal. We know that you should not commit murder. We, we know those things, um, uh, but we struggle a little bit more in the moderation of legitimate desires and legitimate activities. Um, and you can see this, and Bridges goes through a number of examples that we're going to talk about as well, but you can see this in a number of ways when you look at 
uh, Christians in uh, the things that they eat. Uh, maybe you have a really bad sweet tooth and you eat ice cream or um, late night snacks and things like that, and you know that it's um, it's unhealthy. It's not sinful necessarily, but it's not healthy. You're not edifying um, the temple of God, the body that God has given you. You're, you're not being a good steward of your health and things like that. Or maybe TV. There's nothing wrong with uh, watching Netflix, watching uh, Amazon Prime, or watching the news, or whatever it may be. Be, it's not wrong watching those things, but when you binge watch those things and you're neglecting time with God, you're ne- neglecting time with family, or you're just spending an inordinate amount of time with those things, that is a problem. That is a lack of self-control. Or you see um, uh, guys who are uh, all into sports and they 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 can keep up with sports stats and they track their favorite uh, teams and their favorite um, sports athletes and all these various things. But, you know, they can't remember their anniversary. They can't remember or they can't spend time uh, with their kids or, or whatever it may be. They, they are overindulging in one thing to the neglect of more important things. And so there, this is true of all of us. All of us can fall into this uh, this trap of um, leaning too much into some of these um, things that are okay to be a part of, but only in moderation. And so uh, that's something that we should always keep our finger on the pulse of and make sure that we're not falling into those um, those snares. And so what Bridges does is he looks at three particular areas uh, that we as Christians tend to struggle with when it comes to self-control. Now, I've already mentioned a little bit of one of them, and we'll go ahead and dive into that one. That is in eating and drinking. And I know that there are a lot of jokes uh, as it relates to with uh, Baptists um, and the fact that we always have potlucks and food. And, um, you know, uh, there's jokes about Baptist preachers being overweight. In fact, I remember uh, the last church I served at, um, there, uh, there were several jokes about me being one of the only uh, skinny Baptist pastors that they'd ever seen. Uh, they needed to kind of fatten me up a little bit. And it was all unjust. It was all fun. Um, but there, there's a little bit of truth in just about every joke. And, and the truth is that how sad is it that oftentimes you could have uh, Christians and especially pastors who are to set an example for the congregations that uh, God has um uh, set them over, and yet they can be glaring uh, examples of a lack of self-control in areas like their uh, their health and things like that. And we need to be mindful of that. We need to see the contradiction that sometimes our uh, lifestyle and our self-control can uh, be to other people. And so uh, we we need to be watching out for that. Again, these are things that are not necessarily sinful in and of themselves, but um, the lack of self-control is a problem. Now, a couple things that Bridges mentions that you may want to be mindful of if this is an area that you struggle with is, one, um, you need to make sure that you remove those temptations from your life. If you have a tendency to eat late at night and you're... you're um, you're not able to um, moderate yourself, then make sure you don't buy those things at the grocery store and bring them back home so that when you are tempted, uh, it's easier for you to say no because it's not in the pantry. And so uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. Another thing is accountability, especially as it relates to being healthy, exercising, things like that. Uh, Have someone um, who can do those things with you. They can hold you accountable when those days come about, and we all have them, where you don't want to exercise 
you don't want to be active, uh, have someone who can help you and keep you accountable and doing those things that are, are important. The second area that uh, Bridges mentions that we as Christians oftentimes lack self-control with is our temper. Uh, he quotes Proverbs fourteen seventeen, which says, A man of quick temper acts foolishly. And he also mentions James 1, 19, uh, tells us that we need to be slow to anger. And so we need to keep in mind that um, when we are angry, it feels natural for us to either lash out at people or to close off from others and kind of uh, pull back from people, maybe give them the silent treatment or things of that nature. Um, but being quick to um, show your temper, to show your anger, whether it be in an aggressive way or more of a, more of a passive way, is not good. It's a lack of you being able to control your emotions. You're instead letting your emotions control you. And uh, again, I'll just put out there that I think that oftentimes most of our anger is um, is treated in a sinful way. Again, anger itself is not uh, sinful, and even um, expressing your anger doesn't have to be sinful, but oftentimes the way we express our anger does tend to be sinful because we don't tend to control ourselves. We get upset, we feel wronged, or we feel like someone's wronging someone else, there's some kind of injustice, and we respond in a very sinful way a lot of times. It doesn't have to be that way, and that's why we need to recognize when we're falling short in this way, and we need to begin taking steps and prayerfully asking God to help us have more uh, self-control when it comes to our temper, when it comes to our emotions. All of our emotions are fine. They're God-given emotions. In fact, we see Jesus displaying just about every emotion that we'll ever experience, but he did so without being controlled by those emotions and without giving in to sin. And so if you struggle with anger, if you struggle with any emotion, really, uh, um, sadness, grief, whatever it may be, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but Try through the power of the Holy Spirit, through reliance on Christ, to gain control of those various feelings and emotions. And the third and final thing that uh, Bridges mentions as far as our lack of self-control is our personal finances. Um, and again, this just goes back to our culture that tends to teach us not to deny ourselves, that if you want it, get it. If you can't afford it, put it on credit. Um, you know, it used to be that when you started off, um, when you left the house, when you um, when you got married, when you started a life of your own, you would start small. You, you would start with just a small little home or a trailer or whatever it may be. And then as you went through life and as you um, moved up in life and moved up in your um, economic status, that you would um, upgrade to a nicer house, a bigger house, a nicer car, whatever it may be. But nowadays, as soon as you, often, oftentimes there are high schoolers with uh, fancier cars uh, than some adults and, and even their parents. And, and you just have people who start off just expecting that even though I'm starting off in life, I'm going to start off where my parents are right now. Even though they had to work to get there, I want to go ahead and start off there with a nice house, nice car, nice this, nice that. Um, and we just, we buy, buy, buy. We, we don't budget. We don't um, exercise any financial stewardship, and that leads to stress, it leads to conflict, it leads to all kinds of problems because we're not willing to tell ourselves no and not willing uh, to wait. And so 
we need to exercise a little bit more self-control in that God cares uh, not necessarily about our money. He doesn't need our money, but he does care about our heart. And when we're constantly chasing after stuff and we're not good stewards of our finances, that does cause our hearts to be divided between God and our material possessions. And so we need to have a little bit more self-control with that. So uh, that pretty much finishes up this chapter. As I said, it's a short chapter, but it's an impactful chapter. And I hope that it's caused you to think about some areas in your life where maybe you don't exercise the kind of self-control that you need to exercise. I think all of us could probably uh, grow and be strengthened uh, in this particular area. And so I I hope that you'll think on that, pray on that. Next week, we're going to continue by really combining a couple of chapters, and we're going to look at impatience, irritability, and anger. And those are things that really cause a lot of devastation in our homes, in our churches, and in our community. Uh, Right now, our culture is divided over a lot of various things. It's an election season, and lots of people are angry, lots of people are irritable. Um, People are, are really divided over these things. And as Christians, we need to know how do we handle our impatience and our irritability and our anger when things don't work out the way we want them to? How do we respond? So I hope you'll join us next week as we take a look at those important areas of the Christian life. In the meantime, I hope you all take care, uh, stay safe, and God bless.